0: Welcome to Tales from the East End. it's a Shamrock Rovers podcast for the fans, by the fans. Happy new season, Carl. Happy new season. Uh, this show is our maiden voyage, so we intend to bring you everything Rovers related, from stats, to interviews, to team news, and all that good stuff. Now, we are recording from Johnny Blue's bar in Crumlin, surrounded by Rovers memorabilia, flags, scarves, and our prized possession, a signed Gary Twig photo of the first derby in Tala, that epic 2-1 win. And even a C from the inf- infamous Satanta game at Windsor Park.
1: A C from Windsor Park. Yep. Would you care to elaborate on how that came into your possession? No, no comment.
0: <laughs> we might even have some merchandise to give away in the near future. It depends on uh, the board could probably help us with that one. So we'll just leave that with them. Any particular board members out there want to get in touch with us, you can get us on our email. End at gmail.com. I'm Gary Parsons, and alongside me is the prof, Carl Riley. We've got an interview with Ronan Finn coming up. We'll preview the Dundalk game, but first, we're going to touch on some of the pre-season games. Rovers had a couple of high-scoring wins over Lucan and the UCD. They beat the club, formerly known as Wexford Utes, beat Leeds under-23s, and had a great trip to Spain.
1: Yeah, you can never read too much in the pre-season, obviously, but the signs are good. Uh, decent performance against UCD at Tadde. Paul Carey scored a lovely free kick. Which was actually a carbon copy of Stephen McPhail's first goal for Rovers against Gontoran.
0: And were they both? They were both debut goals, weren't they?
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: First um, goals. They're all Sheffield Wednesday teammates as well. Um, we had two games in twenty-four hours last weekend, which is which is odd. It's it's not normal. In the Leicester Senior Cup against Thomastown United and a friendly against Cliftonville in Talla, lost one nil in Kilkenny. Brad's are picked an under nineteen side apart from Gary Shaw. My question is, why Why Gary Shaw? Why only include Gary Shaw out of out of all the players that he could have picked? It's a big squad.
1: I don't know. I
0: mean, the only senior player down there was Gary Shaw. I thought it would have been ideal for the likes of Dobbs and Kylie, Hanny Boyd to get a competitive run out. But it wasn't to be. I don't know. Maybe he has them all in mind. Maybe he wants to... Like, we do have a clean bill of health this week. Maybe that's what he wanted. He wanted to be able to pick from the, the full squad. But uh, I'm I'm not too fussed that we're out of that cup. I would have liked to stay in it for all the young guys to get a run out competitively. But other than that, I'm not gonna lose sleep.
1: Uh, I did interview Brad so after the uh, Cliftonville game, and he basically said that he wasn't gonna send the first team down there to Kenny and yeah, risk go, injuries yeah. on that pitch. Comments which Thomas Town tweeted their unhappiness with. By the way,
0: <laughs> really? I didn't yeah. know that.
1: Yeah, so much for football friends.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, all that uh, that loving before the game in their match notes, that's all gone. I'm yeah. on the drain now. Out the window. I think, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I thought you would have played Kevin Horgan, at least. I mean, like i have nothing against the young guy that was playing the like, goal. What was what was his name? Uh, Luca Gratzer. Luca Gratzer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Luca played in goal on Saturday.
1: Tomer Chinchinski. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Chinchinski. Yeah, he played the full ninety <laughs> minutes on Sunday. He didn't have much to do really. Uh, Roberts had virtually all the possession. So he just collected a few corners, although that was one of Barry Murphy's weaknesses.
0: Yeah, um, set pieces, uh, torn on our side now for a few years. I had a manager years ago, Derek McArdle was his name, he he played for Arsenal as a youth. Nearly sure he's managing Glenville now in the Leinster Senior League. Uh, He said there are three mortal sins that you cannot commit during a game. And uh, the three mortal sins were, don't tie your laces during a match. Never pass across your goal and never concede from set pieces. So that was drilled into me from a young age that uh, you never concede set pieces. And I mean, it's something simple enough to get right, I I think. And I I just hate conceding. I really do from set pieces. It's so frustrating. Uh, we've mentioned the two goalkeepers there. So let's go through the rest of the new signings this season. We have Paul Curry and David McAllister. I remember David McAllister being very good. And I was delighted when I heard we signed him. Now, he was off the radar for a while, but I think he was playing consistently over there. So they're both back from England. Both have played very little football in the last year and a half. Is, is that a concern?
1: I think it is a concern. We need them to stay injury-free.
0: Uh, well, I mean, we do have a big squad, but obviously we don't want injuries. Um, I'm, I remember McAllister being a winger and, and playing on the wing, so it, it depends. We'll see how that pans out. Uh, and then we have the very controversial... Signing Roberto Lopez from Bowes, their longest serving player, their golden boy, decided that he wants to play for a better team and a more organised team. A, a, just, just, a, he saw the light. That's the way I feel. He saw the so. light and he was sick of tipping around down there and playing part-time football. He's just, he's, so, he's seen the light and good on him. Uh, who else we got? Ryan Connolly. This is my tip for the season to shine. I think he's going to be very good. Um, I was actually at... Uh, tree lighting ceremony in the Auris in the Phoenix Park and I was there with my wife and kids and you go in you meet the president you say hello and I said to him I believe you're a League of Ireland fan and he, his eyes lit up I mean I guess he was just taking photographs all day and small talk with everybody and he was delighted to talk about football and I said I believe we got one of your good lads I'm a Rovers fan we got uh, Ryan Connolly and he said he was their player this season he's strong he's good on the ball he can spot a pass now this is, this is the pres telling us all this so Um, The press knows his stuff Yeah he was uh, He was very complimentary of him And um, I mean I'm happy enough with that And then we have the Three players from Dundalk Ronan Finn Our captain Darren Amin And Michael O'Connor
1: Yeah O'Connor set up The winning goal Against Cliftonville It was was a really nice touch Oh and you can follow Michael on Twitter At Michael55795968 It's
0: very easy to remember Might be his phone number uh who else have we got? Uh Graeme Bourke Sambon. Bourke debuted against Cliftonville. I remember Graeme Bourke being the next big thing. He was part of the next gen series. I think it's the Aston Villa youth team that won. I think it was European competition. There was the likes of Mikey. I mean Mikey. Mikey, Mikey, Mikey was Drennam there. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, Dan Devine. I think Jack Grealish was in it. Derek Williams is another guy who's playing um playing I think he's playing championship football now. They had a very good young Irish team and
1: the Villa had about 11 players at once 11 Irish players at once
0: yes. yeah I remember well. and do you know what a, a guy I grew up with sign, had the chance to sign for him in and around the same time a called Stephen Gleeson he's playing for Birmingham now and uh, he chose Wolves over them at the time now that was just his choice but they were they, they seemed to have uh, want to dip into the Irish market who else have we got we've got Dan Devine commanding centre half 6 foot 3 my brother-in-law actually played with Dan Devine for Fairhouse rates him very highly says he's a smashing player and uh he's he's well able to, to make a step up. That's that's what he says anyway. Um
1: if you look at the age profile of these signings, like uh, Michael Connor and Sam Bowen are teenagers. Dan Devine, Graham Burke, they're both twenty-three. In fact, the the outfield player's average age of the squad is just twenty three. It's a good age though. But we've abandoned our youth policy, according to John Collins. Ah, John.
0: See this, this is gonna this is just him making excuses for himself further down the lines of when he fails this season. Um I mean Cork. It's it's probably their number one chance in a, in a few years now to to take a scalp and and really drive for the league. And I think he's just making excuses now. I mean, how can that that article that he came out with there the other day was was scandalous? I mean, he completely it was utterly wrong. He said that we've abandoned our U policy and we're buying the league.
1: And Kenny Shields made similar comments. He's talking about. He's growing a team, whereas other teams are trying to buy them. Uh, he
0: he specifically meant it's Dundalk and Cork. He didn't he didn't name drop us. I don't think that was directed at us in fairness, but I mean, John Carfield he's clutching at straws here. I think he's just preparing for failure. He might be. Uh, sorry, stop. About Sean Heaney during the week that was uh, that was crazy. He is now. Yeah. What is it? Are, are yeah. long-
1: Simon Madden and Luke Byrne they've been here for the last three years, but it's none other than Sean Heaney. Is the longest-serving player at the club now. He debuted in the summer of 2013. So, yeah, Heaney, the wily old veteran.
0: Yeah, it's hard to believe. Yeah, I guarantee if we had put that question out there, no one would have known that offhand. They would have had to look it up. I think so. Yeah. I'm going to predict the starting 11 uh, for the Dundalk game now. Uh, we're looking for our first league win at Oriel Park since 2011. The debut of Rohan Ricketts. Who could forget? Right, the last, uh, right, we're going to go with our, our teams now. So, my starting 11. I've been changing this constantly over the last week or two. It it probably will change when I'm on the bus it, going to the game. Uh, so I'm going to start with Tomer. Uh, formation force actually. We're going to go a four-one-four-one. And We're going to uh, go with Tomer and goal. going to go Clark left full. Uh, Webster, Sean Heaney. And Madden make up the back four. I'm going to play Lopez in front of the back four. Connolly and Finn in the, as a midfield two, with Meenan on the right wing and Miley on the left. And Michael O'Connor in front. Now, like I said, that could change. I, it really could. I could change it now again. I could put, like, personally, I'd love to see Luke Bourne in as a centre half, but I'm not sure if he's fit. What about you, Riley? What have you
1: got? I'm predicting the same team except Paul Curry in midfield. And yeah. Lopez at centre back instead of Sean Heaney.
0: So Lopez a centre back instead of Sean Heaney, yeah. See, I think he can run for days, Lopez. So I think that's what uh, Bradsome might be looking at, putting him in front of the back four and just letting him protect him. But does he want to play that game? Does he want to play the defensive game up there? I don't think it's a, I don't think it's his style. So we'll see what happens. Now the the last five open fixtures, the last five years, we've got 2016. away went to Sligo who got the goals that day? Melee and North Brando and North I remember the Brando goal actually Uh, listening to the starting 11 in that game Barry Morphy Simon Madden Gavin Brennan David O'Connor Maxi Blanchard Gary McCabe (laughs) no one plays for the club (laughs) Killian (laughs) Brennan Dean Clark Brandon Melee, Danny Nord, all but two of those are gone yeah just two left it's a a massive uh, change that's some turnover yeah it really is it's for the better in my opinion though, especially those Brennans. And the least we say the better about those.
1: In hindsight, that was a fantastic win at Sligo, because Sligo only lost two home games in the entire season, and that was one of them.
0: Yeah, it's a tough place to go anyway in general, isn't it? It's a, it's a tough place to go. Um, 2015, a one nil home win to Pats. That was uh, the North goal, and I think the win got the assist that day. You know, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Terrible game. It was under Fenland. Uh, well, so we got 2014, a 1-1 draw at home to Derry with a killed-off late equaliser. That was Roddy's debut. His first game with Derry. It was a horrible game. Terrible, terrible game. Yeah, both of those on TV. Last-minute equaliser there. Both of them on TV? Yeah, both of them on TV. So you wouldn't be sure if that's a... I mean, I think actually Brad's made up a, a good point there recently. Um, if we're compensated, don't mind the, the games being on TV. That's that's not a problem. I'm I'm, I'm completely agree with Bradza when it comes to that. Other than that, I mean we're just gonna be down down money on attendance, but all the clubs are.
1: It is absolutely crazy that in this country we're not compensated for televised
0: games. Yeah. I mean, look, where else does this happen? I couldn't tell you and you don't benefit from it. That's that's the crazy thing. You don't benefit from televised from telefoys games, you know. Two thousand and thirteen, a uh, nil I'll draw away to Dundalk. Stephen Kenny's first ever game in charge of Dundalk the season after he left Rovers. Um
1: yeah Gary McKay missed a penalty in that one. Yeah. And um <laughs> Yeah that was maybe the closest to death I've ever been I, I was so sick that day I'm, And still somehow you dragged me to the game I don't yeah, know how you I did Yeah I it.
0: was worth it in the end Well the the it was a, poor, well, it was a, it was a decent enough game But uh, I celebrated that penalty like a goal Like an idiot And then um, 2012 2-1 win away the Drada With a twig brace
1: Yeah well what I remember from that day Is us saying that You know, this new right back, he looks good. (laughs) And that player's name was Correa Gilbert. Mm. So we learned a lesson that day, and that is maybe give it four or five games before we make any judgments
0: on new players. He actually, he was okay in that game. I mean, anyway, let's move on. (laughs) The less said about Gilbert, (laughs) the better. Let's hear the interview with Ronan Finn now. Uh, Carl sat down with Ronan a couple of weeks ago, just before the Leeds friendly, and uh, here's what he had to say.
1: With Sean Crow was Captain Ronald Finn, uh, head of the George Byrne Memorial Football Club. Uh, we don't know yet if we're gonna be teammates or opponents. See how it goes. Yeah. But uh, George Byrne was a true hoop and is sadly missed by all the club. And Ronald, did you ever get a chance to meet George over the years? No,
2: I don't think I have. Um, so no, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing the crowd here tonight. and yeah. um, you know, obviously it's a great occasion and uh, something to remember him by. Yeah.
1: Uh, You're just coming off the back of the long season with Dundalk, you played right into December so it's a short break for you Uh, so just how have you been recuperating and how are you feeling at the moment in terms of fitness?
2: Yeah I'm back now in training with the team the last day or so so obviously my season did go on a bit longer so the the club gave me a little bit of extra time just to to let me recover from that and then I've been nursing an injury since kind of well a lot of last season but I I basically needed to get it right in the off-season and um, it's taken a bit longer than we expected. So I feel now I'm in a position that I'm back in training with the lads and now it's just working on my match fitness and making sure I'm up to speed. Yep.
1: Um, having seen all the lads being put to their paces in pre-season, who would you say is the best trainer and the worst trainer in the squad?
2: Um... Mm-mm-mm. Do not know what, it's probably not fair just to answer that one just yet because I've been doing a lot of work on my own yeah. and I've been in with the physio a lot so I've literally only been, you so know, probably too early to you know, say, yeah, early to say. Knows, maybe yeah. I'll come back to that in a couple <laughs> of months' time. Uh,
1: Stephen Bradley said in an interview this week that as a club we have lost our way over the last three or four years and he's gone out and signed characters, you know, former captains of other clubs. Uh, what's been your first impressions of Steven as a coach and the type of players he signed compared to his predecessors?
2: Yeah, I think that's mostly I'd completely back Stephen in that one. Um, I think for me, the most important people in your in your squad are the lads who maybe are on the bench or the lads that are maybe not in the or not even in the eighteen. They're the ones that you know keep everything together. Uh, it's frustrating for everyone if you're not in the team. Everybody wants to be in the team, but. The manager, unfortunately, can only pick 11, and um, you've got to pick a strong. You, as a manager, you've got to pick a strong group that you know can allow lads on the bench that will keep, you know, pulling behind the team, and that's what you need. So I think that's what you found out and done and I'm very impressed with the lads. You know, their, their, you know, their character, their type of, you know, even just their their personalities. They're just good lads, and that's what you need. Like, you know, that's how you build a successful team. To a team of very talented individuals, but you know if they if they're not in the team and they you know they're you know they're rocking the ball, it's no good for anybody and it just drags it down. So I think the main thing is, and I think he's got a I completely um, agree with what he's done, and I'm very impressed so far. Um, how would you describe yourself as a player? Um, i still a team that, you know. The vet like you know I'm pretty much coming to the prime of my career now, so. But I still think, you know, I have a lot to offer. I'm definitely um, a young 29. I, I do always like Michael O'Connor, like, going if he ever beats me i the always Test, that that's when i retire. So, no, I, I still think fitness is, you know, one of the strongest areas in my game, being able to, you know, run constantly throughout a game. And, you know, I suppose it can be a, a late-minute, last-minute winner that gets you the game, but being having that ability to keep going. Um, no, I'm definitely a box-to-box midfielder obviously I like to get on the ball, like to pass the ball, like the shoe. And I think over the last couple of years the defensive part of my game has got better, I've got physically stronger. And um I suppose it's just with experience you that you learn the game more and you learn not to um not to almost run yourself out of the game, try and um, you know get yourself into better positions and just, just yeah, just basically I'd say if I had to sum it up it'd be box to box midfielder.
1: Uh and Corus are going for that four in a row and no one around these parts wants that record to be equaled uh, the manager thinks we're not a million miles away from the dock uh,
2: how do you think our squad matches up with theirs well I, I again would completely agree in managing this one I, I know the lads very well up there and um, by no means like they're, they're a very very good side, but by no means are they young people or aren't like that I mean I played in the dock last couple of years and we got beaten well comprehensively you know by Sligo last year at home you know, got turned over a couple of other occasions and they're a great group and it's something that um, you know, as me coming into into roles now that I can learn from and kind of bring in to to our group here, but they're just they're very together but by no means are they not like they're not bulletproof and, you know, come to twenty fourth like I'd be certainly confident going up there that we can beat them. Like the way we've performed so far in pre season. And um, we should have, you know, have no fear going up there. Hopefully, the pitch up there will allow us to play football, and I'm sure it will suit them, and it'll be an open game. But under, like, I, I know them all so well, and, and now I'm with this group now, and I'm so impressed with the lads. Like the young boys are brilliant, and have bright, bright futures if they work hard and keep their head down. But like, come to twenty fourth, I, I fully expect us to be, um, you know, to be right at it, and you know, going up there to win the game. Yeah.
1: Um, out of the younger players in the squad
2: who would you tip to shine this season um, do, do you know what Like, there's, there's honestly I'm not joking there's honestly so many yeah. and I think it would be unfair to, to name one in particular because I genuinely have been so impressed with probably all of them honestly I'm not just saying that so I don't think it would, I think it would be a little bit unfair to name one because I'd be doing the rest of them injustice. <laughs> Um like it would truly would be unfair. I think they've all got serious potential to play in this first team and beyond. I think at that the age they are and the way the club is going and the people that are running, they they've got every chance of making a real living out of the game, you know, becoming full internationals, you know, making a lot of money in the game. Um
1: the departure of Andy Boyle and Daryl Horgan depressing and before that, Darren
2: Menon signing a pre-contract of ours, uh,
1: did that play any part in your decision
2: to leave Dundalk? No, it did not. I'm my own person, and um, when I spoke to Steve McFayle like a couple of months before the season um, was coming to an end, um, I suppose that was me first initial contact. It was very positive, and I. I suppose I wasn't really like considering moving up until that point and until I met Stephen I suppose I was you know I was probably going to sit down and um, negotiate with him but when I met Stephen uh, he managed to um, you know to show me what the club was doing and the, the direction they were going and I know the club you know well and I know the, when it's when things are going great and it's, just, it's successful, it is it is the best place to play your football in Ireland. It's, I love playing in And
1: um,
2: So, now, like, the lads leaving, you know, it was a blow to the dock, but it was nothing got to do with me. I made up my own mind. And after, you know, speaking to Steve McPhail and speaking to Bradley Den and you know, and, like, I'm delighted with the move because I can see myself firsthand what's actually happening here. And it's, you know, I'm, I actually feel lucky to be here. And um, and captain at this particular time because it's actually I think as fans I think everybody should be um, should be looking forward to the season because uh, it's there is a lot of good things happening and obviously I'd know from training and you know behind the season but it's definitely it's a definitely a positive time to be here. Um, do you feel you have unfinished business at Mars? <clears throat> no, not really because I mean. I'm, no, I've, I've unfinished business in my career because I want to win more medals and win more, you know, cups and you know, qualify for Europe again. So I think I've won the league at Rovers. I think I've won everything at Rovers by the FA Cup, but not necessarily unfinished business. I always, when I left Rovers, I always had a feeling I could come back here. I never, um, I always enjoyed my time here, and I was never um, left on bad gra- bad blood or anything like that. I Always like got on well with everyone. Powers that be, I suppose, but not necessarily, I don't feel I've um, unfinished business. I just want to win more leagues, that's just it. That's that's all I want to do. I just want to win games and um, be successful. Just be, you know, now as my role as captain, and be an even bigger honour for me to, you know, to want to go out and win something. Yeah, um, well, you're the, <clears throat> you're the only player in the squad
1: that played in Belgrade five and a half years ago. Um, although you have Stephen Rice and Pat Flynn around mm. in a coaching capacity, If you ever want to chat about that <laughs> famous night? Um, we all know the team has targets. Have you set yourself any personal targets this season, such as a certain amount of goals or
2: assists? No, not really. Like I mean, I do create in my own head like goals that I that I want to attain. Like I mean, obviously to get into double figures. You know, always is the first one that comes into your head as the midfielder. But I mean, no, you just want—I just want to be—I want to play well this year. I want. I felt, you know, last year I was in—I was playing well. I was kind of form dipped a little slightly, but I got it back towards the end of the season. The last kind of tour of the season I was back strong again. And I just want to stay fit and make sure that I'm doing as much as I can um, off the ball to make sure I stay injury free and that this injury doesn't reoccur again. So that I suppose just maintaining fitness, and I think once I'm fit and strongly, you know hopefully my um, my performances will follow
1: um, when we met last time, uh, being the massive nerd that I am, the first thing I showed you was that statistic where uh, and it's still going now, and that each of the last sixty games you 've scored in, the team hasn 't lost. so do you think maybe you 're some kind of lucky charm? Is that for? That's for every. That's for UCD, Sporting, mm-hmm. Fingal, Rovers, Dundalk. So every game I score,
2: I, well, my team has lost. lost. In the last sixty times, going back to two thousand nine. Why? Well, um, yeah, suppose <laughs> it just means I have to score more. Hopefully, we win more. And um, yeah, I suppose it's something that I've never really, you know. I remember you saying it to me a few years ago, but something I've never thought about since. Yeah. So um, if it's a good omen I'll definitely go with it My aim is to you know, score as many goals as I can And if the omen continues, well and be And hopefully it does yeah, you're,
1: you're some way off the record I'm afraid It's uh, Ian Rush, 145 games in Liverpool It may not
2: make that one I'm still young enough You yeah. <laughs> go for anyone anyway. yeah. uh,
1: Who do you think is the most underrated player in the League of Ireland at the moment?
2: It's um, 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 a good question. I would probably say, like, I would never say as a midfielder, me playing against somebody, I would always had a, a very, very difficult game against Ryan Connolly. And now, luckily, he's actually here <laughs> with me. So Ryan was a player that any time I played against, he could make a fool out of you if you weren't on your game. And he was probably one that playing for Galway and playing for um, you know a smaller club, he probably never got the credit he deserved. And now I think he's at he's at a club that he can show show his talent and you know playing it in the big stage. But I've been so impressed with him as it just looking at him and training the last few days since I've been back. And it's just you know his personality around the club, and um, he's probably one that probably hasn't throughout his uh, the last few years he probably hasn't got the credit he deserves. I know it's difficult when you're playing for like a club that's not challenging for honours, um, but he was one that anytime I played against Ryan, he he was a, a very very good player. And, as soon as I signed for Rovers, as soon as he signed for Rovers, I knew like that he he was you know Rovers had got a good player there and then, you know obviously then that was one in my head gone like when I was was coming to my decision I suppose that um, I knew that you know I could play with Ryan Wines you know he's good brain and he can link the ball and he's you know he's I and mean, he was a good player so he, I was buzzing to see he had signed even though I'm still at the dog I'm still very happy because I kind of knew in the back of my mind that you know I was. You know, more than likely, I felt it was going to be here.
1: Yeah. Um, who would be your favourite player in world football?
2: I yeah. But um, Stephen Gerrard retired. Uh, I'd still have to say Gerrard. Like I, you know, just watching him today on Sky Sports is is just his little documentary. Fifteen minutes. It's just he just. I'd, so I never let anyone say a bad word about him. He's just me hero, idol, so it's still Stephen Jarrett. I don't think I'll ever get a player like that um, I look up to um, as much as him. And uh, finally, it's Oriel Park in the first game of the season.
1: Uh, you're playing your old club live on TV. It's as big as it gets, really.
2: Uh, how much are you looking forward to? Yeah, it's great. It's a great game for us to start with. Um, you know, I think. We're in such good shape now. Like I've been so impressed with the last the last few weeks. Preseason's been so successful. Being in Spain for the week really helped us. And uh, now we've absolutely not the fear going up to the dark. Like people, like I know them so well. And then there's a stigma going that you know they're like they're you know they're they're untouchable, but they're not. Like trust me, you know we'll be going up there to beat them. And um, it's a great game to look forward to. and you know, the balls game coming the week after. You know, it's exciting times for the club, but it's something that you'd never it's perfect start. Something that I wouldn't change. You know, you know, perfect. You know, for us to go in, you know, show people. But saying about showing people, we know ourselves. But it's just a great game for us to kick off the season.
0: in there, uh, I agree about him with development as a player in recent years. Uh, he's 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 a lot stronger. I think he's stronger in the tackle. Stronger. He looks like he's just putting on a lot of muscle. I think he's—he think we're getting a better Ronan Finn. I really do, and um, he, although he, he is a brutal postal sort, I have to—I have to say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, enjoyed chatting with Ronan, and uh, you heard me mention the table quiz at the start. He wasn't on my team, as it turned out. Uh, we actually got James Duna.
0: Ah, oh, James Duna. How'd you get on?
1: Uh, nice guy. Although Buzz publicly called him out for posting on Instagram during the quiz, so he—he he did bring shame to our table.
0: <laughs> up next is the, the team news uh, we have a clean bill of health but uh, Gary Rogers David McMillan Chris Shields are all injured for Dundalk Gabriel Sava looks dodgy is dodgy sorry and he looked dodgy in the President's Cup I, I think this is our best opportunity to beat Dundalk in a, in a long time in Oriel. I mean they've lost spine in their team a lot of their players are out injured I, I think we should kick them while they're down
1: what do you think of the Tommy Stewart signing it's a bit of a surprise I thought
0: um, I was I was very surprised I mean I thought he was uh, he was done and finished I think his career was going to just come to an end in Canada and USA but he's come home I'm, I'm glad we didn't sign him I mean he was a good serving for us he scored a couple of goals he'd go partnership with Twig but I'm I'm glad I'd be happy enough with, if I was a centre half if I was the likes of Webster or Heaney I'd be happy enough with him playing I think uh, he hasn't got enough about him to cause us trouble Now, hopefully that doesn't come back to bite me in the... It might do. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) I'd
1: expect up to start the game, anyway.
0: Yeah, um, that's the team news. That's um, predictions. I think we'll go with predictions now. I'm going to go with a dramatic 2-1 win. Ronan Finn scoring in the 90th minute. And uh, the fans that weren't allowed in, that couldn't get tickets, would break down the horde and break down the gates, (laughs) celebrate on the pitch... Maybe even rip up that new pitch. <laughs> no, but I'm going to go with a 2-1 win uh, and a late goal from Ronan Finn to seal it.
1: I'm going to go with a dramatic 1-0 win. So I'm okay. going to be optimistic as well.
0: Yeah, you have to be. The glass is always half full. And uh, so that's it for, uh, this week from Tales from the East End. We'll be on the Gary Twig Supporters Club bus to Dundalk. Safe passage to all the hoops travelling. all 570 of them. Don't forget to check out our Facebook and Twitter, East End Pod. And thanks to Declan Swanton for his fantastic designs on those uh, on those sites. And remember, support the team, abuse the opposition, sing with the ultras, question every every referee's decision, and most importantly, keep on hooping. See you, loud. See you.